I hope you enjoyed that commercial. Welcome back to the DJ Apple Bottom Show. Back to the housing crisis part. Part one was just briefing on where issues were found. Um, two people looking to buy houses for some reason. They're being really, um, I don't know, it's more like if you went to somebody to buy a house before, they were quick to help you buy a house. Now you go to them to buy a house and they're kind of like convincing you not to. It's crazy. Um, so housing issues. So basis of housing issues, which I tried to tell people, um, I applied for Blue Axe because I, I would rather be a solution than, you know, cause more problem to the issue. So how can we solve this issue? One, extending the time on them Section 8 vouchers would be very important. So let's talk about the Section 8 vouchers. A rebrief, they give you a limited time to find a place. If landlords are not accepting Section 8 certificates, which I don't understand why landlords don't do that. I don't understand you guys. Because you could get a paying tenant or college students, as we all know. Um, some are good. Some are probably they, they're finding their way. Some teenagers. I mean, you could get... A serial killer. You don't know who you're getting into your apartment. So you try and do credit checks and all that. You know, some people from their past are better people to be around and to rent your place to because one, just let you in if you're, you know, think you're above that. One, people in jail are cleaner probably because they've been retrained to be clean. Two, and they have to take care of themselves. Uh, two, people reform, get help, get programs. Some people, you never walk in their shoes, you don't know what they dealt with. If they were tortured, if they were um, kidnapped, if they were, you don't know a person's where they come from. You don't know what disabilities they have. Okay, so judging people right off the bat is crazy insane because you don't know what it is. It's not a violent person. It's a medically ill person. It's not a, you know, come on. So Section 8 doesn't mean they're dirty people. First of all, housing is usually where people first go to. Then you get granted a Section 8 certificate because you went through your housing. You um, improved your life. And you got a job or whatever. So now you go next step housing. Why would you block that next step? What would be the reason you would block that next step? And be against it. If somebody wants to comment or wants to come on the show as a guest and debate this with me, go ahead. But what would be your real reason? If you're understanding it correctly. What is your reason? Now, same as anywhere else. Some people slip through the cracks, get through, get on, whatever. All right, a solution. Build more housing. It's not fair to have to shove people in housing. 
housing was built to house the free slaves. And it was a project. Do your research. Go back. There's a scientist, and I'm going to look up the name and stuff, who took uh, some type of pill that melanated, had melan melatonin in it or something, and darkened their skin and walked in months. This was back in the 70s, I believe, uh, around to see if racism was, in actuality, a problem. And was it systemic? Was it this? Was it that? And that scientist found it to be so. They did the research. They kept the notes. They documented and noted everything they saw. So that's the 70s. 80s, 90s, 2000s. A lot of us wanted to believe it was gone. Okay. So let's correct what is left over from the residue of the past. Abuse. You want to say people are violent. Well, if generation after generation of people in your family were took away, sold into slavery, child slavery, um, raped, mutilated, tortured, killed. It is what it is, people. If you're denying it, that that didn't happen to a race of people, that's on you. And there's plenty, and a lot of people, they want to counter it, and they want to say, well... Da -da -da, da -da -da. That's just your feeling whiteness and that you feel like you don't want to be part of that and that they'll feel like you're a part of that. break in right there. Sorry, I was watching the person icing because we had snow last night. So, okay, so a lot of people want to go, go there and there's nothing you can do. You own your houses, you can do what you want to do, but it's not helping the country. It's, it's not being, um, you know, cool, it's not, it's not helping the solution, it's not giving a, it's not contributing to the solution, it's just more issues. Okay, so, that, I mean, I, with landlords taking that, it's like cash, I don't think it should be a difference, as a matter of fact, I don't think tenants should have to state that to them. I mean, here's a voucher. It's from the government, whether it's disability, whether it's whatever reason why you have that voucher, they're paying for it, period. If you're a college student, um, the government 
give you that voucher for the housing like they do when you rent the dorms. Um, and then this way they'll never know what the voucher's from, just from, it's from the government. I think that would be a grand solution to the issue. And that you can go by your credit check, which is normal, but you cannot go by the voucher. That's unbelievable. That's profiling. That's racist. Can come into that. It's definitely profiling. Period. It's it's a nuisance. And it looks like the government. But it's individuals who own the properties. That are the nuisance. In that situation. Um, if you see your tenant. Maybe there should be. You know. X amount of time. Everybody knows. They should be. Reviewing your apartment. Should they have to? No. You should not have to. But be a reasonable landlord. That's all. I mean, I lost a place because another tenant was an issue. But the neighborhood liked that tenant, knew that tenant, and blamed it on me. Because I was brand new there. And they didn't even know me. I was never around, so it was easy for them. Um, and I, the courts listened to them, which was incredible. I could not believe it. Even there was professionals and eyewitnesses to the situation and still blaming. So I know. I know sometimes things look what they're not. So I'm just saying. If you're a Christian, that's how God sent them help, period. If you're religious, that's how God sent them help, period. And you don't know where they came from or why. <clears throat> Someone is abused. So, you know, you don't know. I'm just, I'm just ashamed for the world right now. It's so sad. Okay, next thing. That's fine. That would solve a major portion of issues of homelessness. Some people do not belong on them streets. I can understand the drug and alcohol thing. Even the alcohol thing I can't because ooh, there's a lot of people I know alcoholics that live in big old mansions. So bullshit. I'm sorry. Ooh, beep. <laughs> Gotta edit that out. That is not the only issue. Little coconuts and stuff. So So if we get past that we can solve a huge chunk of the housing crisis. And you people can rent your little homes, secondary and third homes. And less people would be homeless. And you want to blame it on them? That's fine. You don't want to look at the past? That's fine. You don't want to see that pilgrims came here and were dying. But were allowed by the natives to live here. Welcomed. People from other countries came here, were welcomed, and I'm just saying, think about that. They would have starved 
They gave, I mean, they killed off half the tribe. If anybody should have been angry, it was that tribe. Coming over, trying to take the land, manipulating them. You make it until they manipulated them with alcohol, but they did a lot more than that. Let's keep it real. Introduce their Christian ways, which you think is fine, that's fine, whatever. But the native people are gods. Believe that. The little book said so. But you're going to believe what you want to believe. But if you're a spirit of God, you know that. So, all I can say is, religious-wise, no excuses. Money-wise, really no excuses. You're getting your money. Slum landlords. Wow. They take it because it's only about the money, period. And they have the type of money to take the risks. But if they had a program that held people within the HUD programs that hired out of the projects employment within to help do the house, work on the housings and all of that. I mean, maybe you need two different projects, but you can't have homeless people. You just can't have it. One problem, ex-criminals can go into that project. If they do something wrong, get in trouble, blah, 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 they get kicked out. You give them the chance to try. You put programs in that project. And the other projects, all right, I don't think people should be in there more than one to three years, okay? Um, they should have a beat, they should be able to step up. Why would you make it so they can't step up if there isn't no underlying conditioning for it? Make them, let them step up. Don't, don't grab their rent right away within the first two years. Give them one to three year or three year lease Within that time, you pay X amount. This is your rent. Step your way up. At review at three years, you go to the next step. Okay, welcome back to the DJ Apple Bottom Show. I'm telling you, Anchor is one of the best podcasts so far that I've ran across. <clears throat> um. Okay, we're on part two of the housing crisis. My studio. <laughs> so we're on part two of the housing crisis. And I was thinking, if we did the project, like I said, as a first step, brought bigger land... And spread it out a little bit. And added solar. And maybe pellet heating. Or <clears throat> something more efficient and less costly. They could save money. They could become more thriving. And move up, or move up to the next step. And the next step would be like a little thing. Like townhouses or uh, duplexes, or 
teeny homes. It could be even the next step to own the homes. But you need reward from achievement. And it's fair to everybody to have that. But if you start at a disadvantage, more than likely you're not going to make the disadvantage. And you can argue if you're out there and say, well, I did it. Yes. Okay. How many people came from money and fell and did not succeed, did not make something of themselves? How many people came from money and had very little talent and made a lot of money for themselves just because of where they came from? So you got to think about it that way. You can't just keep fighting to look at it the right way because you're ashamed of what people did in the past or because, I mean, the only thing that would stop you from opening your eyes and opening your mind, and especially if you're a religious person or a spiritual person, and realizing, bam, oh, yeah, it did affect now between the housing situation and their great-grandparents working forever with no income, whereas your other people's great-grandparents were extremely wealthy from it, from their work. How do you sit in a country and say blood, sweat, and tears and say, you need to, you need to, you need to, when if a lot of you, it wasn't you, or your, a lot of your ancestors, it wasn't you. And no, it wasn't all of them, but it was enough. It was a whole culture of people that are here now that were affected from it. So all I'm saying is, oh, what happened? Somebody interrupted my show. So all I'm saying is, instead of being part of the problem, instead of insulting people, let's find the solution. Let's work on the solution. Let's do the solution. If you're one of the, some of the 1% out there, and you don't agree, and you understand, and you feel the pain, help to produce this. Help, help people that want to strive and do this. I mean, if I had the money, I would do it. And I make it self-sufficient so that the government it makes no sense for the housing complexes not to be self-sufficient. So one, the government isn't footing out as much of a bill. And two, people are raising up from where they are. They have something to strive for. They know that as long as they do it, they can make it. And if you're not from... And not everybody goes through the same things from the same places. Some people have it harder than others. Some people came from abuse and they have depression. Some people came from other things, especially with broke up family units. So you got to think about that. Look at strong family units still have all the same situations in them. So that's all. I mean, uh, a, a man-made lake on a big, like, large acres. And the Man-Made Lake has fish in it. People will teach their kids to fish. 
I mean, you can even go as far as having, okay, in this project is made geared towards people who are into hunting uh, deer, venison, and all that. So they are food gatherers. Um, in this in this project, it may be because if you keep people with like interest together, <clears throat> then they also raise each other in the like interest. They they, they teach each other. Um, like if you had a family that was minors, they taught the next generations to be better minors. Uh, trades are so important as far as that goes and skills and and <clears throat> talent. So if you have similar interest places, I mean, like auto body. It could be bikes and auto shops and cars and, and the same thing within. So this housing gets a discount to go to that one and have them work on it. Um, you get your construction workers from within, building building and doing the repairs. You get your management. Oh, I don't know, but you get your, let's say, um, musicians. You get musicians, artists, dancers, all them in one. I mean, that would be ideal. And I know it's not a... It doesn't seem like it would be a good idea. I mean, it doesn't seem like it'd be realistic, <clears throat> but don't we want a better world? Don't we need to push past the limits that we know? Don't we need to make this world better somehow? I mean, but honestly, the solar and the pellet heating or, you know, this, these things will give financial, will help to build financial freedom. Just because people are in housing, that's because they're not making the income. If there's not jobs out there, and, and if there's only jobs with minimum wage, they're going to forever be in these. Rents are like a thousand something in these places. They're not cheap. So they get government subsidy. And that's what helps them do it. So let's re relinquish the government of some of their burden by having them self-sufficient. So that's a lot of cost down. I stay at Echo Valley in West Warwick, Rhode Island. For a little while in my 30s. And, um, maybe I'm gonna flag that because I'll take that out. <laughs> okay, so they now have solar power, and a lot of people, you know, are there. It's filled. We need more places like that. We need, we need a lot more places to be able to. Make it so they can financially be successful. Reform. Have programs in these places. Have education in these places. Set it all outside, all over. I mean, you have a few outside over. Then people want to make money. Fine. But put most of your programs in the facilities so that people without cars, people with five kids or whatever kids... Or kid, and stop looking at people like, oh, well, they no. It's from the past. It's from just passed down. It's from maybe they went through abuse, and maybe they have one kid. Maybe they have seven kids. You know, in different cultures, there's different amounts of babies. Um, Native Americans have many kids. Usually, they're good. But you gotta understand why some of these people are struggling. 
And we need to touch on that because you need to get over that. And you need to realize it's true. And then you need to move on. Um, Native Americans, you turn their tribes against each other. You say it. You manipulated them. You think you legally got the land by manipulating them with the alcohol. So now you need to take the credit for the negative that came from that. Again, trying to enslave them, but you couldn't because they were too prideful, too strong of family units. So as you see, family units can save a whole culture or partially save a whole culture. Then you want to say, oh, well, they had slaves. Well, again... You had slaves, or other Americans had slaves, and this was the end thing to do. They didn't want to be slaves. There's pressure. There's there's always going to be somebody that's greedy, um, and it doesn't make them right. But you, they were taught that, just like violence was brought into the society and taught to it. I mean, if you can't see reality... If you, if you don't really educate yourself, I don't know where all this education, like people saying, oh, that's not true, that's not true. And trying to tell the kids, oh, talk to people from Africa. What? What would somebody living in Africa understand about something in America completely? Yes, they would understand. But I, last I knew, a couple years ago, they hated America. So it doesn't matter. No. We need to fix America, never mind anything else. We need to face this, the problem that was that rise. We need to face what has developed behind. And, 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 you know, we teach our kids in school, and we're trying to teach them. And then they're watching us right now, and they're saying, wait, where is their... You know, accountability. Where is there this? Where is there that? And that's the other thing. i seen this going on with the students in school. I used to love to go to school. I used to get good grades. And I had a bad home. It was the only place I could go to get that piece. And yes, I understand having to go to school and versus the online thing. But this is what I'm saying. Why is it kids hate school? Why? Because... And I worked in the school, so I understand. The school is so militant. That's not okay. There's a there's a degree of militant. And then you get them in high school, and they just let them ramp it. It's, it's a uh, yin-yang thing. It's not going to work. What you need is hands-on fun. You, t- you see kids that go to these shows, and they see... The science being done hands-on, it's fun, it's it's laughing, they're having a good time. And you teach these kids these after-school programs and these YMCA programs and these camps in the summer and all these things, and you want them to be, to enjoy it. If you can't teach a child structure and enjoyment in the same situation... Why even do it? When we have kids out of trouble, you want... I mean, I understand there were special needs classes. This became a thing where people were viewed differently. There's some situations, and I'm going to say this, from working in the schools and being a parent. There's some situations that definitely need that to happen. They need to be separated. 
because they cannot control their behavior yet. And until they do, then they get integrated. And that's the thing. You have parents working two, three, four jobs, both parents now. <clears throat> when all in the past, they got to stay home. The, and, and that brings us back to that slavery times and all that. Those families, and they got help raising them kids. And they were home all the time, but they got help raising the kids by the slave women. They raised half of the kids. Half of the kids are the slave owners' kids. How can you not? What? There's no lie in that. There's no lie in that. So it is the truth, and it is what it is. Period. Bam. Done. You can try and whatever you want to do, because I see people make something out of nothing, and you can go on with that. And you can continue to do that, and the world can stay divided, and that's fine. But it's not fine. And it's going to cause wars. And God, if you believe in God, don't tell me another race should be enslaved. Don't tell me another race is below you. Because then you got you don't have God. You have some superiority made up something. And you push people away from God. Do you think God's going to want that? Hell no. God is not going to want that. And God is not going to accept that. And that is not of God. And then you say, that's just my thing. You sit here and you, you criminalize people. What is being done because of a skin, well, what was being done and still is, honestly. Because of someone's skin color, is they think they're superior. Because someone's race, they think they're superior. Because someone came from money behind a race thing and think they're superior, think they're smarter. How can you be smarter because you enslaved somebody? I mean, think about it. If it, you are of God, how do you even walk on that note, even say a word against um and then the racial divide. <clears throat> Moses and them were slaves. God set them free. Because the Egyptians had them as slaves. It's not meant to be that. I know God put one of his per per people in as a slave. And the reason why God, I believe, did some of that is because that other person thought they were superior. And God had to knock them down some notches when they realized the person was from God. You know, it made them look at slaves differently. Gave a little respect because they never know when it was come to God. I think that's what the words about Jesus were wrote. If, if you see a man falling on the side of the road, where are the people helping people? And all you people with billions of dollars and five, six, seven homes that don't even want to rent to people because you think you're better than them, where's your help? Where are you giving your 10% of type? Wherever you want to give it in other countries? What about your own country? And then sit here and say, oh, America, we need to make America greater. How are you going to make America greater if your people don't uplift? And then you want to say, oh, money will become nothing. Well, guess what? Um, if people don't have money, it is nothing already. And somebody said it best.
they said this was Howard Smith. I don't know if he got it from somebody else from Rhode Island. I don't know. Originally Boston. And I don't know if he got it from somebody else. But he said, your freedom ends. Your freedom ends where mine starts. And that is the truth. So you talk about freedom and all that. And there's kids out here being raped. Their freedom. Where's their freedom? Where's where's people's rights to to be who they are? Where Where's everyone else's rights? You take your mask off and somebody dies because they got that. And you end up finding out you had it. And you went around giving it to people. Think about that. Where does your freedom end? Your freedom definitely ends where mine starts. Or the world is not free. Your freedom ends where a black person's freedom starts. Your freedom ends where a native person's freedom starts. Where somebody else's freedom starts, yours ends. Period. You are not superior and you are not better.